Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have none other than the most famous streamer, Asylum, joining me today from the Twitch streams and Sea of Thieves company. He is a Sea of Thieves partner, and we're going to be diving into our thoughts, dreams, all kinds of fun stuff, just kind of getting to know who Asylum is and what makes him so special as a streamer. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First on today's docket, I need to make sure that I let the Patreons that are supporting me know how much I appreciate them. So I wanted to shout you guys out this episode. I really appreciate what you've done for the podcast. Chateau Neuf, thank you. Lumpy SRQ, thank you. Registellus, thank you. Rust Belt Kid, El Jefe Esteban, Big Bad Pad, Brett Bristow, Chris Johnston, Davram TV, and Cosmic Johnson. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you guys so much for supporting the podcast. It means a lot to me. And those of you who are hearing this know that you can become a Patreon. You can help support the content that I'm making. Uh, it's totally optional. The benefits are really just to help support me as a content creator. You get ad-free uh, episodes every week through Patreon. It's its own feed. So if you're hearing this and you don't like the the ads that I put in the middle of the show, the ads are there to try and get you good deals as well, too. But if you don't like those and you just want the ad-free experience, uh, the Patreon offers that uh, for you as well. There's also benefits for the uh, Discord as well as getting your name on the podcast as well. So thank you all so much. I love you. And let's get on with the interview. <laughs> all right. So um, Asylum. For first off, first of all, thank you for joining me. Um, there's plenty of places that you could be, and plenty of things that you could be discussing with uh, family members, but you decided to take some time away from that and spend some time with me, and that means a lot to me, man. I I, I just gotta say, it, it's really cool to have you on the show. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and I absolutely love your content, and I I just gotta get that out in front before anyone else gets a a, a word it and edgewise i just have to say i love your content i love what you do you've been you've had some change-ups in your stream uh themes and stuff and i i love the the dapper style that you're going with right now <laughs> thank you thank you so, appreciate that <laughs> um but for for those of us that or those those that don't know you um can i get like a, a good a good like elevator pitch on asylum what you're all about and I'm actually kind of curious where the asylum came from. Ah, okay, right. <clears throat> well, well, we'll get that out of the road first. Um, asylum, okay, so back in the day, way back in the day, uh, when, <laughs> and everyone's going to cringe hearing this, when Jackass came out, mm. <laughs> um, I was that guy that, that thought, yeah, doing these around my friends would be a cool thing. And... Uh, it sort of boiled down after the about the third time I tried to slide down a set of stairs on a skateboard with no wheels and promptly face-planted. Uh, somebody kept saying, yo, this guy belongs in an asylum. And it kind of stuck from there that, that uh, my nickname was then Asylum. So I then carried that into um, my persona when I did professional mm -hmm. wrestling. Um, it was, <clears throat> I was asylum there and, um, 
it just sort of stuck. It became a, a, an identity more than a more than a nickname after that. I can but relate to that. It's yeah. <laughs> I know how you, I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, it starts <laughs> off small, and then before you know it, you're like, yeah, that is who I am. Snowballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, how long were you doing professional wrestling then? I was about four years, four four and a half years. Um, wow. Competed in a few places up and down the uh, east coast of Australia. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't memorable. I don't have like uber standout moments. It was just you know something I did. Um, <clears throat> didn't didn't win any big titles or any any glory or anything like that. I was just one of those guys that was in second and third match of the night. Um, meant to be the any anything that isn't the the opening match or uh, like a stipulation match where you've got weapons or you've got to do something or the main event, you're just a filler. And that was me mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I was just one of those mid card guys that kept filling in time for everything. So, yeah, was that because I mean, okay, so for, for my personal experience, that sounds pretty amazing because I've been working retail most of my life. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, I used to play professional football or, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a real good, you know, card shark at poker. You yeah, know, right. I can't I, I don't have a, an, an interesting story to tell other than, yeah, I used to work at GameStop and I used to bag groceries and stock shelves. Um, and, <laughs> you know, that that you know, that's not as glorious as like, yeah, I used to go and put my body through all kinds of uh, rigorous training and torture for the sake of entertainment and people enjoyed it you know like i don't get that kind of a story so i mean you you say that it wasn't that memorable but i mean it it seems like it was a good highlight of your life is there was there something that you wanted to do with that or or what was the thing that kind of actually i guess a better question is is what got you out of it uh well getting out of it was significantly more difficult than getting in um during a particular training session, this is the thing that started it. During a particular training session, we had this new guy in, <clears throat> and he was one of those ones. I know how to do everything. I'm better than you are. It's like, you know, mate, this is the second time you set foot in an actual wrestling ring. You don't know what you're doing. Mm. Sure enough, um, <laughs> graphic content warning here. We went for a, a particular move and he didn't do his part of it. And uh, so oh. the thigh bone and the shin bone behind the kneecap slid parallel and pushed themselves down beside each other in my right leg. So he just Ooh. heard this ungodly crack, like you're cracking your knuckles. And then both yeah. of those bones slid down beside each other. And then when I realized, and my, my knee was just this enormous width of pain. I sort of kicked my leg out and it, and it drew them back and you just hear this snap as they pull back into place. So oh, no. it's like this enormous hyperextension of all of the tendons behind there. So to this day, my right knee still doesn't function properly. Um, oh, then after I had to take time off, I kept showing up to training so that I could do things like psychology match building all of that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. you know it started to turn into i was watching all these egos play out in front of me because i wasn't in there doing what they wanted 
I was watching these egos build up in front of me. It's like, I can't handle all these backstage politics. I can't handle being injured all the time because of stupid people. And I just sort yeah. of you know, wiped my hands and walked away from it all. But yeah, <clears throat> it was, oh, uh, that's brutal. It's, it's unfortunate that it came to that, but you know, yeah, it is, it is what it is. It's my own mental health over, you know, someone's entertainment and I have to choose me. Yeah. And you know, to, it sounds like to me that this would have been a good way. You know, there's moments that you hear about where people have that epiphany and they have to, they, they consciously make the, the harder decision to, to give up something that they want to do because they understand that it's not going to be the best thing for their future if they continue yep. down that path. And a lot of times that is the the tougher thing you know i i mentioned working retail and stuff like that that was that was never my dream you know nobody ever dreams of doing that uh, you know i had aspirations much bigger aspirations in life and i'm still working towards some of those um but it sounds like you you got out when you got out and you didn't you didn't leave without scars but no, you at least left with your your choice. You left on your terms, yeah. and that's that's hard to say for a lot of people that keep pushing towards something. Uh, that whole that whole uh, story about you know like Icarus and flying too close to the sun, like you know, yep, yep. you got out before the hubris got you, kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. <laughs> well, now you're doing amazing. Uh, Streamwise, you know, um, it's been something that has really shot off uh, in the last year. You've you've done tremendously well for yourself, and a lot of it uh, in part to who you are and the community that you've built up around you. Um, I remember watching, you know, when you you had very few followers or very few viewers, and you have not changed since becoming very very popular on stream. And as one of the few Australian streamers, you, when you generally stream is right about the time that I'm like starting to get ready to go to bed because of how late <laughs> I typically work and stuff. So I don't get to yep. I don't get to watch the the glory of the end of your streams, but I love kind of uh, dropping in and lurking while I'm working on something else and uh, just kind of seeing how your how your day gets started on stream and stuff. So yeah. um, for 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 folks looking to actually get in touch or or, or to check out your streams and stuff. You predominantly do a lot of Sea of Thieves, but um, you've you've dabbled with other games as well, right? Yes, yes. Uh, currently dabbling with a few others <clears throat> at the moment. Um, going back into Pokemon, as <laughs> as a dude with a big bushy grey beard, you'd not typically imagine that we'd go into Pokemon, but sure enough, here we are. <laughs> I love our generation. I'll I'll be a hundred percent honest, man. Like growing up with with these games and and being as old as 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 we are and thinking like i really shouldn't have a whole bunch of cartoons on my walls i feel like i really should have you know a a a well-read bookcase with plenty of interesting books and things and discussions and whatnot and no it's a it's a whole bunch of like hyrule historia and warcraft lore and goofy books (laughs) <laughs> and so, yeah, I know exactly how that feels, man. I, I feel like our generation just got lost in the nineties and we never, we never really grew up. We are <laughs> like the, it's like never, Neverland or something. Yeah. It's, um, it's such an awkward area. It's so good. <laughs> okay. So 
I I have to ask, um, with Pokemon, do you have a favorite Pokemon? Oh, of course. Um, it's always been Squirtle. Always. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been my voice since day one. And then, oh, that's awesome! Watching the episode of the uh, with the Squirtle Squad in it, <laughs> yes. all hopped up with those incredibly awkward glasses. That was it. Yeah, that just cemented the moment. That's my boy right there. I don't blame you in the slightest. I <laughs> I hundred percent support that. Um, okay, so I'm I'm curious then. Uh, oh, I had a really good question. I was going okay, so getting into streaming most people will probably know you for sea of thieves um why sea of thieves what what kind of drew you in there has it been a love for pirates or or was it just the game itself i don't well rare uh as being somebody who all right let me word this quickly aged in the 90s because as you can see i never really grew up um I like that. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. <laughs> My wife tells me that all the time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Rare Games was always someone who had, uh, you know, a staple in nearly every gaming endeavor I ever had on to. So anytime I got a console, there was always a Rare game that had something to do with, you know, anything I was playing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, Miracle, who I play with. Yeah. A bit. He, um, he was telling me, yeah, yeah. He was telling me about Sea of Thieves, and okay, so he was he was uh, a brave vanguard. Mm-hmm. So he he had to do the the dance, the very fine line of, yeah, you got to get hyped for this, but I can't tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Okay, now you've sold me. All right, <laughs> I'm now <laughs> staring at a, a jar of cookies that can't have one. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it grew from him basically dancing around like an excited labradoodle about this really really cool rare game that was coming out about pirates, and then you know day of release, bam, gave it a whirl. Yeah, this is cool as hell. And <clears throat> to be honest, after that, the interest sort of tapered off a little bit, or uh, really awkwardly tapered off. I just uh, just sort of got to uh, that that point that everybody did really early on. Well, there's not a great deal to do. Mm-hmm. Then my wife got the game <laughs> and I had to play it then because she yep. was playing it. So she wanted someone to play with. And then all of a sudden that just did the whole elevator straight up kind of take off. Just that was, that was how fast the interest grew after the wife <laughs> got on and had a, a decent crew to be sailing with the whole time. Well, kudos to you. I've I've had my wife play through parts of the maiden voyage, and it, she got to the point where she had the the map to get the treasure chest full of little tools, and that was about as far as it went. Like I went to, I I tried to do the thing where I wasn't going to helicopter over her. Like I wasn't just going to hover over her and be like, go here, go here, go here, yep, do this, yep. do that. You know, I wanted to see like. Is it is it good enough to teach someone who doesn't play games? And I went and I was like, oh, I'm going to go take a shower. I'll get cleaned up. I'll come back, see how she's doing. I get out of the shower. She's on the couch watching TV. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> she's like, I couldn't figure out what, what to do. And I was like, did it say what to do? She's like, yeah, I couldn't figure that out. And I was like, did you read it? She's like, I'm pretty sure I read it. And I'm like, okay, okay. For, sorry. Don't, didn't mean to imply anything. Just wanted to see. She's like, it didn't say that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back here, 
It says it, but it's one of those goofy little icons. Of course, it doesn't make sense to someone who doesn't understand what the icon for press right stick in or, you know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I got to that point. I was like, I'm not going to get her to play, except I've gotten her to play Halo, which is weird. So I can't figure that out. So <laughs> the fact the fact that she's okay running around shooting things, but can't dig up a chest boggles my mind. So the fact that your wife actually plays Sea of Thieves is just amazing. And I absolutely <laughs> love it. And the fact that your daughter's into games is awesome too. But um, so g- give me, um, so now I'm kind of curious. Okay. Cause Miracle got you into the game and yep. then your wife kept you involved with it. Yep. Um, was there ever like pirates in your past that that really kind of drew you in or was is the pirate thing just kind of the the part of the game that doesn't necessarily contribute that much to to enjoying it and it's the actual game <laughs> that question is actually really good for two re- well um yes pirating in the past sort of thing and and learning of pirates uh two things actually come to mind uh one pirate by the name of black sam bellamy um mm. i I wanted to sort of it's 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 currently a goal to eclipse his uh worth of when he died because he was the richest pirate at the time of his dying. Um, really? Okay. His amassed fortune taking into account um you know conversion rates and inflation and all that sort of jazz back in the day he was worth I think it was 120 million US. So I currently have a goal wow. to beat Black Sam Bellamy as far as my my in-game gold is concerned. And there's so many people in the world that have already done it. <laughs> They've gone gang yeah. up and just uh, you know, <laughs> warp speed straight past it. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna take my time, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna have some fun and and you know, do what I do while streaming. Um, but as we'd also found out, my uh mother when she retired uh went into do the whole genealogy and tracing your family tree thing and going through ancestry and all that sort of jazz um finds out that a good chunk of my heritage actually is scandinavian so all of the interesting the vikings and the the nautical warfare of the time is deep in my own bloodline hang on <laughs> this is this is too much of a coincidence <laughs> oh that's funny i'm gonna oh, have that's, to run with this that's, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny see i i i mean i could get into my past but it's mostly german and puerto rican and there's there's only so much so much history i really feel like diving down in that one but yeah I, not maybe not this week maybe in like five years we'll start diving down that rabbit hole You'll prepare yourself for that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun episode, I'm sure. Um, okay, so th- you've actually got better ties to, to pirates and stuff than I do, because I've just been a, a huge dorky fan of of pirates since I was a kid. You know, I, I grew up with like Disney cartoons and, you know, the rides and whatnot. And living in Arizona, uh, maybe a, a good six hours away from Disneyland, it was it was one of the treats to to get to go. Uh, you know, every five to 10 years to to go to Disneyland and actually ride Pirates of the Caribbean. And then, of course, when the movie came out, I, I ended up watching it like six or seven times with different people across different states. Um, right. 
And that was, you know, that was just how I had to, how I had to justify watching it multiple times, but I've always been in love with this, but having the Scandinavian thing is, um, has that been something where like that, have you been opened up to other games because of that kind of a, a realization or have you yet to really kind of traverse that ground? Um, a few people have told me, you know, uh, get into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got that lineage tie because then there's some interest and you've been talking about it, get into it. But since <clears throat> I think it was Assassin's Creed Syndicate, mm-hmm. um, I lost so much interest in the game. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like, we should play yeah. it. It's really, really cool. So, uh, at the moment, they're just, you know, flogging that dead horse but with a different face on it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I didn't really have a a great uh, attraction to try and get into something like that. But yeah, it that bit hasn't really converted to any other games apart from this one. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, yeah. you're, you're having a good time with Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, it's hard with games of services to try and branch out into different, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. venues and stuff, try and actually play multiple other games. Oh, so hard. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to um, I wanted to dive a little bit into kind of Sea of Thieves at, at, in its current state. Um, you've yep. been with the game for a while, and you've been following it. You've been a, a Sea of Thieves partner for a bit. You kind of know it's coming down the line, so I'm not going to ask any any questions that are under NDA uh, that we would be able to talk about. But mm-hmm. looking at um, how this last Festival of Giving update uh, kind of dropped. Um, I'm curious to how you feel about the state of the game uh, at its at at the moment. <clears throat> on just on the face value, a lot a lot of things of what the community is saying is it it feels like what they're saying. There's a lot of stuff that's just being recycled, and mm-hmm. I I can completely agree with that. There's there is only so much they have to work with at this particular snapshot of where the game is so yes of course there's going to be a lot of recycled stuff because obviously they haven't released new things to make yeah you know voyages or or points of interest uh become stronger um yeah so so there's that it's it is a little monotonous it is a little boring but on the flip side of that as Rare have so succinctly put it on many, many occasions. Uh, tools, not rules, was their their golden mantra when it comes to the game. Yes, mm-hmm. these things do feel boring, but the game is only as fun as you make it at this particular point in time. So, sure, going around killing the same golden skeleton over and over again for that same golden skull can feel repetitive but if you're on it with a good crew and or you're just enjoying things like the scenery or utilizing fishing in between you can actually turn it into something that's a lot of fun so i can see where they're coming from but at the same time this particular part element of you're only as fun as you make the game you have to sort of take that into consideration at the same time as well so you know it's a it's a funny predicament because I was thinking about it the other day and I don't know how I how I feel long term. Um, but at the moment I was thinking about how I 
kind of miss some of the simpler seas um, where there wasn't like where the fort was really the high point of the server. And and it's mm-hmm. weird to say that because it seems like during that time, everything that had come out, you know, after the game's initial launch, it was so welcome. It was such a, a breath of fresh air to get new content. But then there's that part of me that's like, man, there's just so much stuff going on in Sea of Thieves and the, and the seas themselves feel so much smaller now. It's like, I, I can't sail... You know, in, in obviously this varies depending from server to server. So I I, I understand. I take that with a with a, in, in, a a grain of salt. But it feels like one of those moments where you can only sail like maybe two islands before you either run into something, whether it be a, a shark or you know a fleet comes up or another cruise next to you or Flameheart pops up and he's starting to to badger you about you know not even in, engaging with him and mocking you for <laughs> ignoring him and stuff like. It feels almost to the point where I, I can't walk on some of the islands and kind of lose myself in the in the vegetation because uh, there's there's something there. There's a, a you know this thing or or there's a skull or there's a a pedestal or you know there's a tall tail and and it feels like so much of the game is filled out. But at a, at a, at the same time, I also feel like some of that mystery has been kind of washed away. You know, we only have two uncharted actual islands one of them is tied to a tall tale and the other one is actually actually still completely uncharted and has story but nothing nothing tied to any kind of event or anything mm, mm, mm. so i don't know have you ever have you run into that am i alone am i am i on something there or do you are you pretty happy with how the the seas are at the moment I look being from somebody who came from day one and knowing that back in that very first feeling that I had when it starts to taper off and go, oh, yeah, there's nothing really to do. Now that it's full of everything, we're starting to experience a lot of players who are just, you know, sit there, whoa, there is so much to do right now. <clears throat> and that's keeping player engagement really high, which is fantastic, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. However, you are right. Um, the seas do feel smaller because you can't spend time just to adjust a sail and then move around and have a look at something without something happening. You yeah, know, you, you'll gone are the days when you get used to go past, say, uh, you get you'll go past past Plunder Valley on the uh, on the eastern side, and there's that skeleton the cannon yeah but now every time you go past there it fires at you however back in the day there was always the chance that he'd fire at you and that was that was sort of exciting back in the day that you know what's firing Mm -hmm. at me what's firing at me is then you look and it's the islands firing what's going on now it's just every time you go past you're like can you not (laughs) can you just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stop please <laughs> or it's or it's the uh the opposite sen- uh, sentiment where you're like oh that's adorable look at him he's and always trying look at you splash oh you nearly got hit <laughs> chip that time <laughs> <laughs> so um but sorry did you have any i, I didn't want to cut you off no, on so, that. yeah it's just saying you so you are right you are absolutely right it's getting smaller um uh then there's there's a, a really weird third side to that 
after talking with one of the devs, he's actually told me there are still um, a he said a good amount of Easter eggs and small details in the game that haven't been found yet, and that that blew my mind. I had to get a new set of headphones on that particular <laughs> moment. It blew my mind that hard. It just ripped those old things to pieces. Um, to know that there's still stuff that they've snuck in the game that, you know, what, what were they at last time? 15 million downloads, something like that. That mm-hmm. many players and nobody's found these particular points of interest. That actually keeps me, keeps the fire burning a lot is that, you know, could I be the first person to find this particular thing? Yeah. That's a, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's a weird, it's a weird thought. Cause I mean, it, especially just given the nature of the community, so many of us love hunting for these, these little details out there. And, you know, I, I thought I was special when I started to notice the, uh, the skeleton and the dog collar on sailor's bounty. Um, you know, and come to find the lore out about that was really awesome. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it when it started moving, I was I was starting to keep track of this stuff. And I was like, OK, well, what, what the heck is going on with this? And finally, when I, I talked to uh, Mike Chapman about it and I got my answer, I was like, oh, that's cool. It's actually tied in there. But that that's like two years in the making of that that little bit of information that was going on with that. So I would love to I would love to see like. It, has there been something that I've just been c- completely missing that, you know, one of these days you're just going to like stumble upon and stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. I would love to have that moment too. Uh, I mean, for all we know, they, there's still rumors of the shrouded ghost. So you know, <laughs> could be a thing, could not be a thing. Could, we maybe, we, you you know, know. Yeah, we yeah. might actually find it one day, see if it's <laughs> actually real. So how do you feel about the the story in that case? Because at this moment, we've we've kind of run into a situation where Flameheart is uh, breaching the Sea of the Damned with a fleet of ghost ships. Ashen lords are being summoned by skeletons uh, through the means of of chests of rage. Stitcher Jim is missing. The mysterious stranger is missing. Uh, Reaper bones are out on the seas, uh, wreaking havoc, but not pillaging outposts, which is odd. Um, Duke has been ousted finally, and Lorena has taken over. <laughs> May she long long reign. And um, I'm I'm really curious, like where are we going with this story for you? Like uh, what, where, where do we get to uh, with the lore that we're at right now? What do you want to see as far as what, what you think we're going to go into the future as far as any kind of weird speculation? If you can't talk about it, totally understand. I'll jump ship. (laughs) At the moment, what I would like to see and, and the things that I'm about to talk about aren't covered under the NDA section. So, the things that I want to see is we've got our main storyline. We know Flameheart, we know the Ashen Lords, we know the mysterious, you know, the mysterious stranger and Stitcher Jim and all that sort of stuff. Yep, cool. That's like the the meat in the meat and two veg of what's going on with Sea of Thieves. I want to start exploring the veg. Let's talk about the mermaids. Let's start getting ties to the ancient ones. Let's um, you know, uh subterranean oh, nice. stuff. You know, go, swimming underwater to go through caverns like on the Uncharted Island, where you used to go to find 
Beardigan's yes. book. Um, you know, stuff like that where you have but big lengthy swims and swims that have traps and shark spawns and stuff like that. Stuff that makes it really sort of dangerous, not just okay, pop in here, go through that tunnel, pop up here, hooray. You know, do something yeah. that's actually gonna take a bit of time to get to it, and then you know, you come up into this grand chasm of just law everywhere. But <clears throat> but explore those different elements like the things that people would the ancients would put up in the, the cave paintings. Yes. Bring the big cave paintings, the ones that are on multiple islands, bring yeah. those cave paintings to life. Tell us all about them. Work a you know, go into a tall tale that does, you know, you have to go and find this cave painting and I don't know, without you know, apropos of nothing, you get you know a blowgun by a, a wild native that tranquilizes you, and you wake up hallucinating, and you see the cave painting come to life, or something like that. Yeah, really you know, dirt, Dirty Pete drops a cursed cannonball on your foot. It cracks open. You whiff a bunch of stuff, and you get whisked away to this magical tall oh, tale land. That would be uh, fantastic. Where, you know, something something goofy like that. I, uh, you know, I hadn't thought about it till till you brought that up, where you were talking about going into deep, deep uh, caverns and stuff. But yeah, Heart of Fire, um, Tribute Peak, two uh-huh. both of those have been the the best experiences that I've had, where we've had an opportunity to really plunge under the under the actual waterline and get a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still a hundred percent with you on the mermaids. I think that those have been something that rare has been trying to figure out for a long time. We still don't, you know, openly know the secrets about the mermaid statues that have been in since July, 2018. (laughs) Uh, So I would, I would love to get an opportunity to explore more about that lore and to, to dive into that. And if, if, you know, everything willing you know mike chapman be praised uh we could get diving bell and and uh nine cat nura into the game and actually get to to talk with them to get a voice to their to their name and and to see their relationship change and grow in front of us instead of just imagining what it is through the 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 tales of uh the sea of thieves book yeah uh, or the little pages you know I, it was so interesting to see the new year's resolution from sea of thieves from rare uh this year and, and see like the little etches uh little side comments on on there and i was like oh man that takes me back to reading tales yeah. from the sea of thieves yep <laughs> so i i'm right there with you um we're in a weird state right now where we're kind of transitioning between uh, what we have been expecting, which has been monthly updates uh, sans uh, coconut fever, where we haven't been able to get you know month to month iterations. But I think that's actually been for the benefit. I think it's actually been nicer to have breaks in between where they can kind of shore up some of the the loose ends on uh, some of the the patches and be able to help kind of make sure things are tweaked. Um, at the moment, we've been seeing a lot of server instability uh, with the game, and I wanted to address this with you because I, as someone who's been playing Sea of Thieves for a very long time, who plays a considerable amount of time uh, when you're streaming and on stream, 
you probably see this a lot more than many of the casual fans of the game. Um, at the moment, uh, Rares recently put out a uh, an actual apology for this in in the form of currency so for for people that haven't been keeping up with it if you were playing um between december 28th uh and january 8th you're going to be able to receive 100k gold and 250 doubloons which is actually really nice this weekend because this weekend's golden glory so you actually could get 20 200k and 500 doubloons mm-hmm. um they're still running into instances where we're having server lag or, or not server lag, but uh, server instability with the, the rewards of reputation. Uh, we just saw an update today that is actually talking about intermediate experiences with um, the trader, the store and Emporium access uh, that they're looking into. Um, seasons is something that is, you know, announced to be coming out four days from the time of us recording this are you confident that these server issues won't impact uh the 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 launch of seasons or do you think that they they need to kind of take a moment to work on the server stability and push back seasons Hey there, fans. I hope you guys are having a great day and a great time right now. I hope you're enjoying the the episode so far. I did want to let you guys know about audiobooks.com. Right now, if you head over to the show notes, you'll actually find a link for all of the sponsors, but audiobooks.com will help you get smarter. You can pick three audiobooks for free, including two VIP books if you sign up. And if you want, you can always listen to those books, return them if you don't like, check out different things as they come along. And with the paid subscription, you'll get a new audio credit to use for another book the next month. So head over to audiobooks.com for your first three books for free using the link in the show notes. In, in that, uh, it depends on what Seasons actually brings and depends on what we'll actually be doing. Because if we're going to be doing something major in, in, within each of the, you know, the reward cycles, then mm-hmm. yes, they got to stop. They got to cut it off there and say, all right, we, we know this is going all sorts of haywire. So we got to, we got to address this before you guys get something new. However, if the things we're doing are something small, to to handle anything within said reward cycles like yeah. if they're telling us to you know uh you need to shoot yourself on top of this rock using a cannon then yeah mm-hmm. sure let let it ride and and sort of see where the where the chips fall sort of thing um but i i don't think i don't think it's going to impact too much um the i mean the the biggest way that they're going to let, let's be real here. The biggest way that they're ever going to fix server instability is to stop using Azure servers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, I, unfortunately, yeah. It I think that's the biggest it. trouble. Is there a Microsoft company? And look, I, I enjoy a lot of Microsoft products. I don't... There are things that are inconvenienced for me, but not something that's going to make me turn away from Microsoft products. Um, but the fact that they put cloud business and gaming all onto the azure as a whole blanket instead of saying okay we'll separate 
the servers into Azure Gaming and Azure Business or Azure Backup and split those so that the gaming services can flourish in ways that they need to is is basically cutting off their nose to spite their face. So Microsoft's gaming branch is suffering because Microsoft is still trying to pack everything into one area to keep it all streamlined mm-hmm. when it's when really they need to for lack of a better term convolute the process and bring everything into their own sort of spheres so yeah if it's like (laughs) it just frustrates me knowing that the biggest issue is out of rare's control it's it's something that they're bound to being a microsoft company is the fact that they're using azure servers and it's i know for a fact um i haven't heard it i don't have proof but i know for a fact that the devs at least once a day you'll hear a thump noise a really really heavy heavy thump noise and someone will go home with a headache because they head desk so hard because of an mm-hmm. Azure server problem, they've just gone smack and headbutted the desk. And said, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know that's got to be a thing. It's, oh, yeah. I, I actually agree with you on this. I, I think it's one of those situations where they had the tools that were given to them. This is their first venue into an online game. So, or an online service, I should say. So, having the Azure servers uh, as their backbone simplifies the situation as opposed to them having to build up server farms everywhere to to try and handle the the 15 million people that are now mm-hmm. uh that are now playing the game or owning the game it's it's real tough i will i i do want to say i just saw some breaking news that it's uh, about an hour and a half after they last announced that the the access to those stores were they were having trouble with it, it looks like that's now resolved so thanks to the team who's working overtime on the weekend to take care of that yeah. Um, that was really, that's really nice to see, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's so tough to, to try and analyze what's going. It's why I have so much over or not oversight overlooking of some of the, the issues with like hit registration, cause it's all server talk. It's all stuff that, that has to go through the servers. Same thing with like load ins for I islands and stuff like that. All of that stuff is streamed and I'm like. Uh, I know they're working on Azure servers. I've I've heard, you know, horror stories about them, but they're also, you know, something that's easy to utilize because of being a micro Microsoft Studio. It's not like having to try and get that server space from Amazon, who's now going yep. to try and compete in the market. So it's like, you know, I understand where that's going. I guess in this case, what I'm hoping is is that Microsoft will start taking a little bit more of uh a, you know a um oh i can't think of what the uh the there's always a term for when developers use their own stuff and it's like dog fooding or something like that i can't remember what it is and that's bugging me but you know i, I kind of hope that microsoft starts taking a look at using azure more prominently for games um mm-hmm. and starts mm-hmm. investing a little bit more into that tech to try and kind of really really tune it up and give people that experience that they expect with other companies that that aren't using those types of servers. Because if they could do that, man, I feel like 
I feel like Sea of Thieves would be so much better off. Um, and, and if they could get some support from some other studios that just got purchased that have been making online games for a while, early server games, I, I'm hoping that maybe some of that knowledge can uh, kind of cross over between the studios. You know, like Rare's already already talked to, to plenty of other studios about uh, working on Sea of Thieves and how they can improve it. And they've done a great job as a result. So I'm hoping that that just continues to go forward uh, as, as the game moves into its third year. Mm. Um, with seasons coming, um, I was talking with Potter Sauce uh, last week about it. He he doesn't go in for, for seasons uh, just based on principle. Um, is that something that you typically buy into with games or do you generally stray away from those as well? It, it did seem like... I- the time when they brought it out, there were a lot of the, a good swath of the community had said, yeah. and I, I hate the game that they're sort of cross-referencing here, but they said, you know, oh, you're just stealing ideas from Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I find that a little, a little troublesome, number one, because Fortnite stole itself completely from Armor 3. Let's be yeah. real. Uh, so at <laughs> everyone in, steals from everyone. That's it. In current year, <laughs> you, there is no unique idea anymore as far as uh, longevity content for games. It's already been done. So, yeah, you know, the, the introduction of seasons, um, I want to say was fade out complete. It was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't let people know about it as much as they wanted to. Um, but as, as with everything that I've ever seen come into Sea of Thieves, I want to try it first and then make conjecture about it. What? I don't, yeah. What? Yeah. Whoa. What kind of, (laughs) hang on, hang on. Are you trying to tell me that you want to try something before forming an opinion about it? I know it's it's weird to say. I know. And I can't I, believe you even just said that. I'm going to have to kick you off the call. <laughs> I I called you with the expectation that we were going to have completely formed opinions about things we've never even tried. I have a cyberpunk podcast for God's sakes. I can't believe you want to actually give this a go. I and, want to let it let it grow before I pick the flower. Review it. Because yeah. you're reviewing the thing instead of prejudging the thing. That I is ridiculous. No. Um, I'm I'm with you on this instance. I, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing like what's going on with the season and and I'm I have f- full faith in rare adapting, um, even if they don't nail it on the first try. And I think that's that's the key takeaway that I keep in the back of my mind whenever they come out with something. If the community doesn't like it after it's come out, that's when they have that sit down chat and they're like, all right, this didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to, or we couldn't quite support it the way we were hoping to. So let's, let's do this instead. Um, how I I'm curious with emissaries. Um, we were told that the rewards for those were going to cycle. And we, we haven't seen that yet. Do you think that that's still coming down the line? And how does that kind of get impacted development time wise as far as like them trying to work on seasons and them trying to work on emissary content? Like, do you think that, that those two things clash to where 
there's only so many hours in a week where they can work on stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> At the moment, they're working on... You know, they're working on this stuff coming up, but then fixing this at the same time. And then also uh, a little bit of the the dev team trying to make up the new things that they have to put in further on down the track sort of thing. So I honestly want to see them get worked on a lot more. The rewards in the first instance were, uh, how are the kids saying it these days? Chef's kiss. They were gorgeous. <laughs> they were absolute, and and I don't care if you're going to tell me that I can see you across the seas because your sails light up. Cool. That's a warning. What 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 are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've I've spoken to so many people in in my chat and uh, a bunch of people on the seas. That actually said, you know, it's like a beacon. It's lit up. And it's like, well, are you actually going to do anything about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when when this particular person that I met on Thieves Haven told me that they could see my sails from all the, all the way over there, I sailed up to you and engaged yeah. in you and, and spoke with you in game. You didn't do anything about attacking me like the inference of of you saying i can see you from a mile away i spoke to you and it it sort of makes this really really weird awkward moment it's like great thank you what now sometimes <laughs> yeah some, sometimes i wonder like has the has the tuck uh, method of playing becomes so prominent that the gusto of being a fabulous pirate on the seas has lost its way to where people want to try and be as as sneaky or, or crafty like have stealth games ruined us so much to just running in guns blazing and just wanting to be that big bright light in the sky and being like yeah no that it's come come at me i don't care if you see me i'm fine with that you that just means you're going to be prepared for when i actually do descend upon you and take your stuff because mm -hmm. that's exactly what's going to happen i want the engagement and i want you to be good with that and if i come over with a giant blazing sails uh with the ship on fire that's just you know that's a handicap to me i'm i'm doing you a favor at this point <laughs> So <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if that's, if there's any correlation, it could just be me anecdotally thinking of, about how people like to play and stuff. But, um, I'm, I'm really genuinely curious, uh, with how, how the future of Sea of Thieves is going to go. Um, and I, and I just, I, I have so much faith that this, that the studio is going to nail the third year. I feel like they've been holding stuff back. Um, they've put out a lot of content this year. I'm not going to deny that. It's been hit or miss on a couple things, but generally overall, I, I've really been happy with the, the content that's come out. And I feel like they've been, they've been kind of building up, you know, they've been pushing this rock up this hill all year dealing with working mm -hmm. from home and stuff like that and i'm i'm just ready for that rock to to reach the peak so that it, it starts to to roll downhill and i think i'm i'm really hoping that 2021 will be that moment where we have that that rock rolling downhill and we'll get to see the 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 all the work that they've kind of been working on and stuff um for this so uh, 
I don't know. I, I just felt really good about it. Sorry, I was gonna. You're gonna say I, something. That the the rock rolling down the hill uh, analogy. I don't think we're going to see that within maybe the first two or three updates. Mm-hmm. But when it happens, because as your faith says, and as my faith is as well, it will happen this year. When it happens, I'm of the opinion that the rock that they let roll down the hill is going to be enough to steamroll cities. It's going to be so big that. You know, 15 million downloads are going to translate to million players, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then all of our server instabilities are going to come back in such force <laughs> <laughs> in one motion. But yeah, it's it. Look, 2021, it's going to start off uh, with the rock still pushing uphill, but then when they let it go, oh man, is it going to taste sweet? Yeah, um. Uh, I'm really hoping that that with the here's my dream, my dream for year three for the anniversary update is a, akin to Tall Tales and akin to uh, the the emissary system. I'm really hoping that we see an update to the emissary system, an increase in level cap again, uh, and five new Tall Tales, and that's that is like big dreams for me. Um, I don't know if they have had that amount of time to work on that kind of a content update because I, I know how long it took for them to get the the original 10 and how we've been kind of uh, uh fed the the uh maiden voyage as well as um seabound soul and um actually no seabound yeah i guess technically seabound soul is tall tale mm-hmm. uh in in heart of fire um i know how long it took for the that, those teams to work on that but there's the promise of them translating the traps from those tall tales to the islands that i'm really hoping that come to fruition um i'm hoping that we'll we'll finally get that four-legged uh enemy that they've been they've been hinting at for for (laughs) years at this point actually um and and crabs if we could get crabs as pets i feel like we'd we'd be we'd be gold right there i think that would you know, if, if people could buy a little, a little, uh, Leonardo, uh, oh no, what is yeah. it? What is it? What was the name of Leonardo though? Oh, I'm blanking out on that. Everyone calls it Shelly. I think even the studio calls it Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Leonardo DiCrabio, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to get there. I was going to get there at some point, but I'm really hoping. So those are kind of what I was, I was hoping, um, Big dream goes. If you if you had to have a wish, if you could you could rub a, a box of you know wondrous secrets and on top of a shrouded ghost and get a wish granted. Um, outside of those two things, are are do you have any big dreams or big big goals for for year three as we uh, as we kind of sit back and wait for seasons to to get implemented? The the biggest one I have is not actually something that's going to impact the game. Uh, in fact. Really? impact the gameplay or uh, impact the narratives or anything like that mine is purely aesthetic you want another art book <laughs> well I've, I've already got all the books i've got the uh, like i'm currently got a bead on all the comic books and trying mm. to find a better price for those if I, if I had duplicates of mine i would just ship them to you <laughs> so good so good um the the thing that I want, um, and it's 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 just 
when when it's spoken out into the world, the back of the mind goes, that's so simple. The thing that I mm-hmm. want, sea life. Mm, yeah. Stuff in the deep water. Yeah. You know, so you fall off a ship and instead of diving underwater and seeing blue, you dive underwater and you see, like even even just make it a lighting effect. You see a shadow of a whale or you see some manta rays swimming past, something like that. Something that gives, you know, because, uh, and going back to that tucking thing, um, you know, you'll go on that impressively long swim from three islands away to go and tuck on a, on a sloop. <laughs> You know, and, and you try to yeah. spend a lot of the time underwater so you're not easily seen. Yes, you're looking at blue the whole way. And sure, the god rays do look gorgeous, but let's get something else to look at, shall we? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I want, is is a bit more a bit more visual to the It's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh, it's, no, I'm just, I, I keep thinking back and, and you're a hundred percent right, man. Every time uh, you go to forums or anytime you see like a YouTube comment or a Reddit post, there's always someone who, who tends to bring up like uh, dolphins or porpoises, like jumping up uh, along the, the front of the bow, you know, as you're, as you got full, full tilt into the winds, you know, sails are all billowing. It's great. And you, you know, you want to like, you go by an Island and next thing you know, like you're, you've got an, a little bit of a, a, you know, an accompaniment with you and you start to hear the noises and you get to, you know, I would love to see whales breaching the water. Uh, to get a, a get more air like uh, during sunset in this the the shores of plenty like it would be so beautiful to see something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting a little bit more life <sighs> on on that note i i'll i'll throw this out and just say i would love to have uh more life to the outposts um I would love to see the NPCs free of their of their their placement and give them an option to actually kind of roam about the the actual islands. You know, I'd love to see like a couple of them hanging out at some of the benches outside of the the tavern at GSO. And you know, you go to buy something and you're sitting there and you're like, where the heck is the vendor? I, I can't buy mm. anything right now. Mm. And you're just like, what is, what is it? And they've got a little sign on their doors, like over by the tavern. And you go over there and they're over there having like a weird random discussion. Like I love some of the, the emergent voiceover work that comes from other games that you, you're just like walking by and you, you kind of tune into a conversation that's happening between two NPCs that have literally nothing to do with your life or the actual game, but there's a story there and they're, they're, they're sharing it. And I, and I feel like there's something that would be really lent or would lean itself well or lend itself well to the atmosphere of the game. If at times you're wandering around, you saw, you know, two, uh, two of the, the actual shop owners, you know, sitting in the doorway, waiting for someone to come up and buy something. And they're just having a, they're shouting between each other, you know, like someone's talking to, to Harry at, at the gold hoarder tent and, you know, it's, it's. Uh, so-and-so over at the equipment shop and they're just, you know, having a conversation. They walk up and they're like, oh, and they straighten up their, their clothes and they walk back inside. They're like, hey, cool. Glad you're here. What can I get you? 
That would Something be cool. Like that. that would be cool. That's that's kind of I would love to have more life uh built into the into the characters. It's kind of like the the NPCs on islands for for the cargo stuff, you know. I always imagine and I and I've said it in the past and talked about it and whatnot, but I've I would have loved to have like the NPCs kind of wandering around those islands. So it wasn't just a fixed location to turn in your cargo. Like you didn't just yeah. pull up your ship and drop all the things and and turn them into the same places. Like, no, you had to go find that person. Where are they? Where's scared Tony? I don't know. Go, like, you just wander okay. around till you find him. Maybe he's fishing somewhere. And maybe, you know, like, why, why isn't Wild Henry, like, under a tree somewhere instead of constantly baking out in the sun on that dock? It's, it's, so, it's so strange to me that we haven't figured that out. But that, the, with sea life, I would, I'd honestly, I'd, I would probably give up some of the things that I even mentioned if I could just have some of the things, like, sea life and outpost life. Give it a, a life update. I would love to have that. Mm. Or or even break it down a little simpler and have uh you know an an NPC just wandering around the outpost. Um mm-hmm. doesn't tie into any story, isn't there for any particular reason, but they are there to uh in parentheses shop. They're there to yeah. utilize the outpost for what it's for. So even just just throw a couple of those in as well so there's as you said outpost life. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree with those. Absolutely. Oh, and get rid of the waking up animation in the taverns. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> 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 Nothing frustrates the start of my stream more than getting into the game, joining up because my wife always starts a ship and has it well and truly stocked by the time I get out here and set up and go live. And mm-hmm. I'm joined on to her the animation plays and then waking up and every single time will be come on <laughs> out of me <laughs> the same exasperation every time it's like just <laughs> can we just have you know that that original animation override that you guys put in have it for this one as well please and <laughs> i'll i'll be a hundred percent honest if we could revert back to being able to just skipping the the opening cinematic i would skip over the cinematic if i oh. if i got rid of the uh the waking up in the tavern because yeah. it's just do it dude i'm okay waking up from the tavern if there's something new to the game that it's the first time i log in and it's like oh hey it's new update i don't have this thing but Lorena has got to stop telling me about the festival of giving. I get it. There's a, a giving festival and the festival of giving is giving people festival gifts. I, I get it. I don't need this note. Please stop giving me this note. So, yep. yep. Look, if it was, if there was a way they had a voyage that was recurrent and continued to go on over many sessions and you had to pick out that, you know, what? out comes the knife and oh, you were here at this point. Okay, cool. Hang on. Don't 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 start doing crazy ideas like this. This is no. I know. I'm not getting paid. All right, there you go, Ray. You can have that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> Giving all the best content out for free. Are you crazy? Right? Right? Uh. If they yeah, so if they were using it as a placeholder for where you were last time, yes. If there was something that they had to tell you about, you know, we made like d- use it as a patch fixer. 
you know, we fixed this in the last patch or, you know, something mm-hmm. to remind you of this has been changed. Yes. Not go and oh, see Loria to get this voyage that you've already picked up. Thank you. <laughs> I would I would actually go for a fourth wall breaking uh, a, a, a fix. If, if that note told me anytime there was a patch, if it gave me the patch notes on there and I could pull up those patch notes uh, like a voyage anytime I wanted to, if I wanted to refer to them, then I'd be like, sweet, new patch. I don't necessarily have to read the, the full notes right now, but if I want, they're in my inventory. They're not, you know, they're not taking up a whole lot, but it gave me everything that I needed to know that was in the patch notes that was relevant to what I was driving forward to that wasn't just a like a go see Lorena thing like I would actually appreciate the hell out of that because so many times um, there's so much in patch notes that isn't explained uh, yeah for festival yes. of giving for example you have to use certain types of cannonballs against another ship another player ship with the reaper's mac uh, uh, reaper's mark up that's cool we have two types of ships and two types of cannonballs but only 50 percent of those actually are the right combination that you need let me have that kind of information in one of the 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 lorena notes They're like hey you know the festival of giving's got a couple challenges here's the challenge and it says if you want to if you want to be able to earn credit towards these you must find cursed cannonballs that only affect player ships Players, and yeah, you can yeah. only use them against living souls so don't go hunting any skeleton ships bam explained congratulations mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i would love having that as mm-hmm. opposed to hey did you go see lorena today yeah i did like 30 minutes ago <laughs> when i was hopping servers <laughs> yeah I, oh, saw, and- I saw her on the first day of the update and got my gilded thank you <laughs> yeah so um i'm still in the mindset that i would love to have uh, a message board that kind of gave update information like a full-on message board just a big old billboard out somewhere on every outpost so it was like these are all the things that are going on if you want uh if you want a voyage akin to like witcher 3 when they had you know side quests posted up on the board you would take the message or you would take the uh the 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 note off of the actual board and you'd get the quest for it I would love something like that implemented for Sea of Thieves, but I understand that is a, a, a whole lot of engineering that's got to go into that. So oh, another, yeah. another you know, year three pipe dream kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many big dreams that um, I think everyone still has. I, I I can't talk to anyone that plays Sea of Thieves regularly and not have something that would be a good quality of life update for them, uh, even if it was just that one thing for that one month they would be so happy if they got a storage crate at the beginning of every session that they could buy uh mm-hmm. if they could have a way to repair the holes on their ships if they had a way to discard dis- discard uh, uh messages in a bottle or if there was a way that they could um get rid of uh, a fish lure fish bait uh in the the food um uh barrels and, and you know have like a specific place for them like a tackle box or something yep. so many different things i think so many people would love to to get out of the game but it's weird to ask for so much more and realize the hypocrisy the hypocrisy that i had about saying how much simpler i enjoyed it when or how much simpler the seas were and how much i enjoyed that time as well yep yep Not 100% agree with all that. 100%.
So I'm, I'm curious, uh, kind of as, as I, I wrap things up here, um, what are, are, are there any big things that, that you want for the game that we haven't touched on or have we pretty much covered most of the major things? Big things. Um, the, the big thing, if, if I could get into a point where service instability wasn't a problem, they had a dev team on hand, there was, you know, funding and everything and a bit of story available left to do so. Down the bottom corner to the southwest beyond shark bait mm-hmm. the bit uh, that bit of the shroud disappears and we have uh, a new smaller area that has um you know maybe two islands but one of them mm-hmm. is gargantuan in size like the shores of gold um where it's a it's a completely pvp free section where we can make connections and networking and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it sounds like Sea of Friends, but it's one island. You know, um, you just kind of sparked an idea in my head that I think could manifest a way for that to actually happen. If if you want to go to Tribute Peak, if you want to go to the Shores of Gold, you have to, for one qualify yourself to get to that tall tale so that that might be a factor but you have to be on that voyage and everyone on the crew has to vote for that voyage or at least the majority do and if you wanted to do that have it be something where you have to stop off at an outpost you have to dock the ship akin to changing the cosmetics Everyone has to go vote for this tall tale that's available at any of the outposts. And it's a tall tale that takes you to this island and just title title the tall tale something like Island Getaway. And mm-hmm. the whole idea is you have to unanimously agree on the ship that you don't want to PvP. And the only place that you can't is that island. And yep. that... Yep. Tall Tale is the beacon that grants you access to that island, but you still have to you still have to sail through the shroud that won't be managed by people who don't have the Tall Tale beacon. And if you take off the Tall Tale beacon, it it can't be voted down um, unless you go back to an outpost. So on that island, completely safe. You sail through the shroud. Once you get out of the shroud, you can go to an uh, outpost and vote it down. Once it's down, you can't have access to the island, but anywhere outside of that island's shroud is still viable for PvP, but it does give you access to the PvE area, and you can still fight in the shroud maybe so that if people want to try and dip into it to be safe from people that are PvPing, then they can still come after you, but... Um, as soon as, I don't know, maybe, maybe as soon as you fire a shot in the shroud, it dissolves the beacon, uh, and, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, and then you start taking damage from the shroud. So you can't just hide in the shroud, yeah, uh, yeah. the way people do with tribute peak, you know, you obviously you'd have to work out a lot of the, the, the kind of like, well, what if situations to try and car- carve out a space where this would be feasible, but oh, of course. Yeah. 
I, I think that might actually be an interesting approach. You know, it's, yeah. it's something where we have arena arena is purely PVP. We don't have a safe place in adventure. We don't have a mode in adventure or a mode for adventure where we could go. That's just purely PVE. And I know this is always the topic that everyone rails against, you know, like, oh, well, you know, no PV, no PVE places. Cause it's easy mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I have to go back to that situation where I'm like, you know, there's some people in this world that would love to play this game if it didn't have PVP. And I wish that there was a space for them for that. And I think that's kind of where custom servers are going. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I still want people to, I still want people to be able to respect the time that they have uh, and play the game naturally. But if they come across a crew where they're having a good time with them and they want to end the night with them, they're like, all right, well, let's all sail over to GSO or Plunder Outpost. Let's all throw down the tall tale. We'll go over to Friendship Island. We'll we'll have a big Care Bear hug out and we'll just get to hang out and, and chat. You know, yes. maybe yes. that's where you could implement duels. Yeah, duels. Um uh what was it going mini games card games dice games yeah stuff like that as well yeah it it just uh, and and traveling back in the in the conversation to pirates of the caribbean uh mm. tortuga actually inspired that yeah. yeah yeah such a great place it was it was all protected under the code you respected yep. the code and if you didn't well you died and I, and you were just there for fun yeah I always felt like the pirate legend tavern was meant to be that. Um, But it's so hard to access that Mm -hmm. it's that no one Mm -hmm. knows, like you never know when anyone's in the pirate legend tavern, but it is kind of that place, but it's not necessarily a safe place. Like you can still be killed in there. Um, Yeah. But I I feel like that that was always supposed to be that common area. And ironically enough, I think that the that the safe place right now, the safest place, honestly, (laughs) is the place you go when you die. (laughs) It's the ferry that ends. It's the it's the only place where PvP isn't allowed. Yeah. Do you think that the Sea of the Damned or the the Ferry of the Damned facilitates that well enough if you're if you're wanting to talk to people or do you feel like you feel like you still want to have that that tortuga because i'm i'm with you in this instance i want tortuga <laughs> i i would like tortuga um on the grounds that uh and and going back to you know things like risk versus reward going back to things like sea of friends um tortuga is just an island um obviously that's designed really nicely that and that you can go to to play mini games and you know network with other people and have a chat and hang out um but nothing on the island gives you any sort of progression yeah so so make that very very clear from the very beginning that we're not trying to create an area where it's strictly sea of friends is no make it an area where you can just relax where um on those particular instances where my six-year-old daughter comes to play with us that i can take her into a a spot where everything is going to be cool where everything's going to be relaxed um because there have been many occasions where we've taken said six-year-old daughter on and yes they get spawn trapped yeah and i've I've messaged a couple of them and said mate look i get it you want to fight that's cool 
you know that person's six years old, right? And the most common response, I don't care. Yeah. No, okay, all right. All right. We get it. We get it. Okay, cool. So let's just make an area where we can go hang out and just enjoy ourselves. What if, and this is, this is kind of like a, like a bandaid on the, on the topic, uh, or, or, you know, like it, it's a balm for the, the sore spot that this is. Um, mm-hmm. what if you could log into the maiden voyage with a crew? Oh, <laughs> oh don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds great. Because thinking about really it, good. that's kind of what we want. That's kind of what we're talking about is a fun, really beautiful place to just kind of hang out and chat with. But being a like small, small term, I think it would be great if you could pick a ship and log into the maiden voyage and then go through that really cool, you know, if that's how you started your game. It, it would be a little more interesting. Like I would love the idea of picking the maiden voyage as my way of getting into the game. Um, it would be tough for, for folks that just want to get into a server and see what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously you, you wouldn't be able to go check around the tables and see what events are in the sky and stuff like that. But if you could launch from the maiden voyage with the size crew that you, you want and the size ship that you want, and you could actually loot maiden voyage it would always be stocked. You could stock up, uh, you know, forever long you're there. It would it would have the same refresh as the the barrels at an outpost. But you could stock up your ship, and then sail through the shroud into the Sea of Thieves every time. Then it would be interesting to me um, as kind of an onboarding for people, or or giving giving a a person a safe space to log in, and and giving you that option. I don't think that's feasible with the way that the tech is right now but no just having the option to venture out into the sea of thieves from something as cinematic as that 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 travel that route down through the shroud would just be so beautiful Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. having something like that that, man yes yes god that sounds great we got to stop talking or else we're going to talk ourselves into a better game and feel into a really bad about what yet. we got. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it off here. We've had some really good discussions on, on what's coming in the Sea of Thieves, but if people want to get uh, a taste of, of your crew and hanging out with uh, B2B and, and, and Mrs. A and uh miracle and stuff where can people find you and the sanitarium crew so start myself is just twitch.tv slash asylum gc8 um also that's my handle on all the socials as well so that's where you'll find that um and every night at least two of the sanitarium crew are on the ship with me and they will always be referenced in my chat and you'll be able to see any of them being able to fumble their way through what we're doing <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so, and then if you if you click on the teams down the bottom under Sanitarium Crew, it'll have whoever's on at the time being live, and they're all each and every one of them are handpicked to be somebody that's going to provide entertainment, not just something to look at. So you'll always find something that's going to 
have a bit of interest and a long stay. I love it. And if people want to get a hold of me, there's always going to be the the show notes have plenty of that. Um, I'm going to have links to your uh, Twitch as well as your Twitter. Um, any other social media sites I should grab for the show notes? I on my Instagram as well. I do a, a video series on improving your stream. So for nice. those who are into content creation, I also have that on my Instagram um, with the same tag. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Well, I will get that all round up uh, for folks that had a good time listening to this episode. Asylum, it has been my pleasure and my honor to have the most famous streamer on the (laughs) podcast. And I thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) My day just got a hell of a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's been a real honor. I've loved your streams. I love you as a, as a person and the, the content that you put out has always been very enjoyable. So many people out there, um, to, to watch, uh, but I usually come to you for my Twitch drops and I appreciate that you were on so frequently. Oh, thank you. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I really appreciate it and we'll call it good. That's good. Done. (laughs) Thank you. Done and done. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Asylum. He is a wonderful streamer. I love him so much. He's such a, a fun guy to chat with. And I hope that you guys uh, look forward to future episodes. At the moment, we are still waiting to get some more information about what is going on with Seasons. Um, like we discussed, it's out supposedly in a couple of days. We haven't heard otherwise, but we haven't heard anything about what it's going to be either. Uh, so we'll have to see if the video that talked about the new Merchant uh, Alliance voyage is included with this or if the seasons are going to start. Um, I hope so. I hope that everyone uh, will have something to look forward to in the coming days. But it's one of those things where, you know, you never know what happens. So if you enjoyed this episode, Thank you so much. Uh, you can always get a hold of me through uh, Twitter at CAPT underscore LOGUN. You can always reach me by email at CAPT LOGUN at gmail.com. You can always join the Discord server too and say hi. There's a plenty of people in there talking about day-to-day things, sailing, having some fun, talking about updates, getting some advice, things like that. So if you like this, uh, you can always support me on Patreon. As I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode, that makes a big difference on how much I can continue to do this without having to worry about the costs for the actual podcast. Uh, thank you all so much. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Are you interested in starting a podcast, but you don't know how to get started? Are you concerned that your podcast just isn't reaching the audience that you're trying to reach? Well, 
This is Robots from the Robots Radio Network, and I have a podcast for you. It is the Podcast Creator's Guide. You can check it out here at robotsradio.net on any podcatcher and listen every week for quick tips and updates for how to get you started and growing your podcast even faster. Check it out today. The Podcaster's Creator's Guide. Hey, Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.